Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Let me ask you a question. How many of you got your shoes on today? Look down. You got your shoes on? You ready to run for Jesus? You ready, you ready to, you're running a race right now. All of you are, whether you realize it or not. And I'm going to speak directly into the race that you're running. And I believe that God is going to do some amazing things. I think that um, you're just going to be really, really blessed today. Not because you're hearing Anthony, anything from Anthony, but everything from the heart of God. Uh, I really believe um, it's going to help a lot of people today. I'm speaking on time, seasons, and purpose. The truth is, is all of you have purpose. There's a reason, say reason, why I'm here today. All of you have purpose. There's not a single person in this room right now who does not have purpose. You have reason. You have value. There's something unique that you can do. Like Dr. Seuss said, there is nobody more youer than you. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you survived that car crash. There's a reason why you survived the divorce. There's a reason why, why, why you didn't take your life. There's a reason why the alcohol, you know, the addiction couldn't hold you back. There's, there's a reason why you're here right now. All of you have purpose. And so the fact of the matter is, is that you may be here today and you may, amen, amen. You may be in here today and you may be dealing with something called frustration. And the frustration is eating away at you. Because the frustration is trying to get you somewhere. Something inside of you is telling you that there's more to life than where you're at. Something inside of you is frustrating you about life. And, and you try to find peace and you try to find more money and you try to find another relationship or you're trying to find it in drugs or, or in alcohol. You're trying to fix this frustration. You're, you're, you're angry with life. You're angry with, with, with your wife. You're angry with people. You're angry. Everything around you just seems to, to happiness is only for a season and, and the rest of your life is just angry. You wake up frustrated. You may be in here today. Somebody else might be anxious. You have anxiety. It's literally affecting your stomach. It's literally affecting your digestive system. It's, it's affecting you. It's affecting, you know, you get this tension across your shoulders and, and this stress and you have these panic attacks and you, you're, you're worried and you're fearful and you're trying to figure it out and you, you feel like you, you can't sleep at night. It feels like you're suffocating and you're, you're anxious about life because you, you, there's something that, that, that's missing in your life. You can't try to, you can't figure it out. Or you may be in here and you feel trapped feel trapped by a problem, trapped by a circumstance, trapped by a pain of the past, trapped by, by, by what you can't understand right now, trapped by, by, by somebody that's hurt you, 
trapped by discouragement and depression and you can't get out. It feels like a wave of life has overcome you and you're spinning under the water and you don't even know which way is up anymore. Frustration. Anxiety. And feeling trapped are usually the ingredients of something we find in life called purpose. I will speak to you about time, seasons, and purpose. Because despite what you feel this morning, you have purpose in life. Despite what your story looks like right now, the circumstances you're facing, the bills that are due that you don't have money for, the hurts that you have in your heart, the questions you're asking in your mind, despite where you're at in life, we're all in different journey. We're all on a journey, but we're just in different seasons of our journeys. Despite where you're at, despite what you feel, you still have purpose. There's reason. There's something deeper that you could ever imagine that is trying to pull you into this thing called life. And not just life, but life more abundantly. Three things on purpose really quickly. Let me give them to you, okay? Number one, your purpose has lived longer before you, has lived long before you, and will live long after you. Isn't that what we discovered last week from my brother? He said that identity is, is, is actually birthed out of eternity. Your purpose, that's where I started getting nervous last week. Like, oh, no, he's preaching what I'm going to preach. <laughs> your purpose has lived longer than you. And it is meant to live longer than you. That's why the Bible says in the book of Psalms that before you ever lived a day on this earth, that God already knew the story of your life. That's why Moses found himself praying this prayer. God, teach us to, to number our days so that we can live a life that is well. You see, the purpose that is in your life that is so big and it's trying to pull you into place that God has called for you, called destiny. The, it, it is so big that it has been living long before you. And the Bible also says that a man, that, that, um, that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That means that you leave something behind. We're not just talking about money here. We're talking about them inheriting the promises of God, inheriting the dreams that God has given you. I firmly believe that some of the things that I have dreamt that I might not possibly be able to live them out, but they're for my son. They're for my daughters. Because life is far greater than what you live here on earth. Purposes live longer than you. It, is, it will live longer than after you. Uh, three, uh, the second thing that I want to share with you that's not up on the screen right now. Your purpose is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to, the, back to God. Sorry. I'm going to read that again. Your purpose is God's gift to you. And what you do with it is your gift back to God. And then number three. Purpose is the difference between existing and living. If you were to go to the back parking lot, you will see basketball courts. And in the basketball court, you will see a basketball hoop, right? And that basketball hoop, you throw a ball into the net. 
you hit the rim, make a, a good shot, whatever. But the fact of the matter is that the basketball court and the basketball net and the, the rim, they exist. But they can't talk. It can't walk. It can't create. Doesn't have a destiny. It's already arrived at its destiny. It's simply existing. Are you understand what I'm saying? And people in life who do not have a purpose are not living. They're just existing. You can have a great job. You can have a great car, a great house, a great wife. You can have a great life. But the fact of the matter is, is if you don't have this thing called purpose, then you're not really living. All you're doing is you're existing. Purpose is the difference between existing and living. You can have it all and you can still have nothing. And the flip side is this, is you can have nothing and yet still have it all. You can have no money in the bank. You can have a broken car. You can have a messed up wife. You can have rocks in your pocket for money. You can have, you know what, no beans and no rice or no spam and no rice, whatever you want to call it. You can have nothing at all, but if you have that thing called purpose, then you got it all, baby. Purpose is the difference between existing and, with, and the difference between living. Open up your, book, your Bibles with me to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And before we get into that, we're going to pray. Because God's going to take over this service. And y'all going to have to help me preach. Because when y'all help me preach, it means that you're pulling on God. Not me, but you're pulling on God. And God does something amazing in your hearts. Okay, so let's go ahead and turn to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And then um, we're going to go ahead and pray right here real quick, okay? Are you guys, do you have the, the, the scripture today? Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you have um, your Bibles or your iPhones, let's look at this really quickly and let's read this out loud together, okay? Can we read this out loud together? Are you ready? Yes. All right, don't be like first service. First service is like, okay, we're going to read the word of God. You got to get the word of God. You got to work the word for the word to work. That's what Pastor JR says, okay? All right, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? Yes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Go. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Check this out. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. I'm going to read this to you, okay? He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity Not the cologne. Anybody ever wear eternity when you were in the 90s? Come on. There you go, my brother. Me too. Actually, we couldn't afford eternity. We went to the the flea market and got lifetime or something like that. Yeah, for reals. For reals. Everybody say, oh. What's that, man? It smells like eternity. I know, dude, it is. Anyway, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says, He has put eternity in their hearts. What's in our hearts? Eternity. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do today, God. We thank you, Lord, because... um, you're going to do something amazing in, in people's lives, God, in the next few moments. 
And somebody's going to step into a new realm. Somebody's going to step in God to a, they're going to leave something behind and they're going to step into something else. We thank you, God, because they're going to say no to the devil and they're going to say yes to you. God, we thank you, God, because you are always good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everything is beautiful in its time. Everything is beautiful in its time. The, the problem with America and the problem with the church today is we don't want to wait for the time to come. We much rather complain about where we're at because we are not where we think we should be. Amen? And so there's a problem that we have with time. Here's the thing. is Let me give you an illustration. If I can have four people. Samson, come on up. Zay, come on up. Sam- oh, Samson, you're right here. You were over there last service, man. You messed me up. The problem with, here's the thing, is remember, the Bible, I need two more people. Two more people, come on, two more people. Come on, come on. There's Guad, Guad is, that's my boy, DJ. I know you can come up, DJ, come on. Give them a round of applause. Here's the thing. Man, you try, why'd you tie this in a knot, dude? I'm trying to prove a point. Hey, you're, you're, you're the older one. I didn't say old. I said you're older one. Stand up here, bro. Because you're going to be God. You're going to be God. Come up here. Come up here. Hey, let go. Yeah. Sometimes you just, we're going to, this, in this illustration, we're just going to hold on. But most of the times you got to let go and let God, okay? All right, so here we go. Hold this. Come over here at the end. And I get to use my son for an example and minister to him at the same time. Get ready, son. This is going to be great, okay? All right, here we go. Time in the Bible is from a Greek word called chronos. And chronos means time in general. It's the seconds. It's the minutes. It's the hours. It's the months. It's the years. Do you understand that? It's chronological time. This is going to be the beginning of time for my son. He represents the beginning. This line here represents the span of time called a lifetime. And this represents the end of life. Okay? We understand that? This is chronos. And the Bible says, and this is what we've been talking about the last two weeks, that your purpose is birthed out of eternity. In other words, it's way... What's up, Troy? There's no beginning. And it's way... No end. Your purpose, who you're created to be, was birthed out of eternity. And you have a span of time called a lifetime to figure it out, to live the best that you can live. Not, 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 no, no, get, don't get this mixed up and twisted. Not religious, not busy, not, not, not. Jesus didn't die for you to do ministry. He died for you to be free. 
Do you, are, you under, are you getting this? Sometimes we, 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 we miss the picture. The problem with the chronos, the problem with time is we're living in it. And it's hard to figure out the eternal. What's ha- what God has created long before you and what will live long after you. Something called purpose. He's got a span of time to understand this thing called purpose. You got a span of time called a lifetime to discover this thing called purpose. And not just discover it, but to live it out, baby. Not just, not, not just to say, I've got purpose, but not do anything. You've got just a span of time. And God stands and he knows the end from the beginning. And there are times in life where he thrusts you through time. You think it's just frustration. You think it's anxiety. You think that it's feeling trapped. And all it is is it's putting you at the feet of Jesus so that you can get into this place called destiny so that you can get on target because you have a limit amount of time. Thanks, guys. The tendency is to live focused on time. Because with time comes schedules. With time comes agendas and jobs and, and, and families and marriage and children. In time, we deal with hurts and with pains. Some are trapped by something that happened a long time ago. Some feel the urgency of life like, God, I need it right now. Some feel trapped like, I can't get out of this time. But the fact of the matter is this, is the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes that he makes everything beautiful in its time. That points to a different time. And the second piece of time that the Bible talks about is a time called Kairos. Everybody say Kairos. Kairos is a moment in time. It's a divine appointment. It is an age, an era, a unique and specific time. In other words, God looks at the span of time called a lifetime, and there are moments where he steps in, moments when purpose all of a sudden gets a hold of your life and begins to realign you to the place called destiny. There is a span of time called a lifetime, and then there is a moment of time called a God moment, or otherwise known as Kairos. How many of you have ever had a Kairos moment? Kairos moment, where God... Here's, here's the thing. We are so consumed with the minutes, but we lose track of the moments. We are so consumed with getting to church... Being there on time, making sure, or not, maybe not this church. No, I'm just playing. We are so consumed. We are so consumed with the minutes in life 
God, I need it right now. Get me out of this right now. Bless me right now. God, I'm losing time. God, has my time come up? I'm complaining about the time. I'm held back by time. The problem is we have something eternal that is waiting for us, but we're stuck and we're complaining about time. And God is trying to get you to the place where you're not focused on time, but you're focused on eternity. And you can't do it if you're not living your life with purpose. Kairos moment steps into time. I know that there have been times in my life where God has frustrated me on purpose. I know that there have been times where God has hurt me on purpose. I know that there have been times where God has, has, has made me feel alone on purpose. Why? Because he was trying to thrust me into time to something called eternity. He's trying to thrust me into my purpose because it's eternal. So many times. We are complaining about our time. So many times we are wondering about our time. So many times we are worried about our time. I'm sick and tired of reading about ISIS on Facebook. Amen. I'm sick and tired about reading about people. Oh, here we go again. Or really? Pound really? Or, you know, people just feeling. Don't if anybody in this church from this moment on better not tweet or put Facebook Feeling whatever, nervous. I want to see you feeling happy, feeling purposeful. Feeling, don't you have, we should, Christians should not be feeling, okay, I'm not saying you're not going to feel it, but just don't post it because you're coming into agreement with something that's a lie. Anyway, Kairos moment. Purpose is eternal. We live in time. Listen to this. You got to write this down. You got you to write this down. Trust me. You're going to love this part. Purpose is eternal. We live in time. But we discover in seasons. The way that you and I live this thing called life and wrap our hearts and our minds and our significant selves around this thing called life is through seasons. And seasons are crazy because seasons can get tough. There are seasons where you go without because he's really just preparing you to have a lot more. There are seasons where where you get hurt and you you feel the pain of life because he's going to use you as a healer later on. There are seasons that you go through where you feel chaotic and you feel the urgency of life. Why? Because he's trying to teach you what his peace is about. All of life really is, anytime we go through a struggle, is it's a setup. And so the thing about life is that purpose is eternal. We live in time. We discover in seasons. Seasons are vital. In the natural, when you plant an orange tree or orange seeds, seeds from an orange, they are dependent not just of the sunshine. They're dependent of every season. They're dependent of the winter because it's in the winter that the snow is, you know, snowing on the top of a mountain. And then spring comes and that snow begins to turn into a river. And then that snow in the springtime continues to flow into something called a valley. And then in the summer, when the plants start shooting up out of the ground, they need sun and that water at the same time. Because eventually we're going to harvest in the late summer and into the fall. And the cycle repeats. 
So every season is important in your life. doesn't matter what it looks like. Sometimes there's season of plentiful. Sometimes there's season we're without. Sometimes there's season where you have it all figured out. Sometimes there's seasons that you're lost. Whatever season that you're in right now, I need you to understand that life and seasons are important. doesn't matter where you're at. Your season is important wherever you're at right now. You're going to have to help me. Every season has a purpose. The goal of life is the the goal of life. You didn't hear that. That happens when your mouth gets dry, but it's okay. I'm going to go on. The purpose, the purpose and the goal of life is discover the reason in every season. Five things you will have in every season. Are you ready? Write these down. Five things every season you will have. Number 1 is struggle. Many times the struggles that you go through are really We think the problem is our problem. The problem is not our problem. The problem is our perception. And because we need a new change of perception, the reason why that happens is because God is trying to get you back on purpose. He's trying to get you back into the place where you're on target. Really struggle, all it is, is to get you back on target. And some seasons will get so hard that you may even question your purpose. Some seasons may get so hard that you feel like you want to quit. Some seasons might feel like, you know what, when is the rain going to end? And I declare a new season in your life right now. Some of you feel like, you know what, when is the sun going to stop beating on me? Some of you feel like the struggle has gotten so hard. You feel like I don't even know which way is up anymore. But I'm trying to tell you and trying to remind you that God is doing something with the struggle because it's in the struggle that you realize who he is and you realize who you are. And how do you know what you got unless you have a fight on your hand? You're never going to know how tough you really are. You're never going to realize, you're never going to take the blessing of God and really depreciate it unless you go through a fight. Come on, somebody. You got to go through a struggle. The problem is perception. It's not your purpose. Number two, every word has a, every season has a word. Whatever you call your season, it will become. If you complain about your season, if you say, uh, you know, I'm just so poor or I'm just hurting or I'm, I'm this or I'm that or, you know, you just complain about the season or you're worried about the season, you're fearful about the season. We talk to people more about our seasons than we talk to God about the seasons, and he's the one who has the ability to change it. Here's the thing about the matter is this, is that every single time you deposit a word into the ground, it's like you're damaging the seed that God has planted in the season. Don't corrupt the seed of your season. Bless the season. If you're going through a problem right now and you don't know which way is up, I dare you to bless the season before you curse it. If you don't have enough money to pay for that bill that's due next week, I guarantee you if you bless the season, God could turn it around just like that. If you're trying to figure out a way and you just have nothing but roadblocks, I guarantee you if you start to bless your season, God will begin to change it around in your life because there's power in your words there's power when you have a perception change this thing called this thing called purpose is waiting for you number three if you can help me out john love you bro number three every season will have a shift luke chapter 2 verse 42 says this that Jesus was with his parents, and they were in Jerusalem. They were heading to Jerusalem, 
for the Passover. And when they went to Jerusalem, they um, had the feast and all that. Can you open that for me, babe? Thank you. Isn't she awesome? She's awesome. And they leave. They're walking away. Moses, I mean Moses, Mary, Mary and Joseph are walking away. Mary starts to look. Uh, um, where's Jesus at? Hey, um, Joseph, you seen Jesus? He's like, I thought you were watching him. And that's what most men say. I thought you were watching him. I do. You guys are lying. If you know. They're looking for Jesus. Jesus is back teaching at the synagogue. The Bible says that it was a three days journey before they realized that Jesus was gone. So they go back three more days. Oh, there he is. He's teaching. Man, that guy. Something else like TD Jake. No, I'm just Jesus is teaching. So they went three days without him. They go three days back. And then they go three days because they got to go home eventually. Three days back. Every single time we miss the reason for our season, you miss the transition where God's saying, Don't, no, we're going left. We're going, we're going. But I need you to come this way now. It's so important, especially in this day and age. Because the times are evil. You've got to pay attention to what God is doing. God, things are accelerating in the earth, and it's so important. It's so important for the people of God to live purposeful. It's so important to make sure that you, you don't miss out on the shift. Because if you miss out, every single time you miss out, you go three days back. Or what if that three days is actually three weeks? or three months, or three years, or 30 years for you to get back to where you were at. Another moment of time that you can't get back. Don't waste time. Just don't waste it. Number four, I'm going to go really quickly here. A new anointing. God's supernatural power in your life. The anointing exists in your life to pull you through. Literally, the anointing pulls you through. It's not just for service. It's not just for a pastor. It's not just for those in ministry. The anointing exists for you, my friend, every single day of your life to pull you through. What is, what is holding you back? What, what has got you trapped? What has gotten you discouraged? What has gotten you depressed? What has gotten you fearful and worried? What has stopped you in your tracks? The anointing is there to pull you through it. Number five, fruit. There is fruit in every season. There is fruit in every season. Jeremiah chapter 17 gives a challenge to the man who's blessed. It says this, that he is fruitful in every season. Now, in the natural, I cannot go and pick an apple or an orange in the wintertime because it's not there. And if it's there, it's going to be pretty ugly. Because worms have already gotten to it. Cold has already gotten to it. It's not going to taste very well. Amen? But the Bible says this in Jeremiah chapter 17 that you can be fruitful 
in every season. Wait a minute. You're talking like I'm going through like the most difficult time of my life. Yeah, I know, but you could still be fruitful in your season. But you know what? I have, I have this thing going on. I, I, I had an aneurysm and, and, and people, you know, I'm a little bit scared to die. But something tells me there's purpose in my life. Something tells me there's something bigger in my life. And I can't stop right now. I'm talking to Miggy because that's Miggy. Something is telling me that there's something deeper. And what, I've never seen this lady back down and fearful. She knew that there was something greater in her life. She knew that there was fruit that was coming. Even though she couldn't even see the seed. The seed was, it was covered by the snow. The seed was covered by dirt. It was covered by all these other things. But God says, you know what? If I'm going to take you through this, I'm going to be with you and you're going to produce some fruit. There's fruit in every season. I don't care where you are at right now. I don't care what your marriage looks like, what the house looks like, whatever you're faith, uh, fearful of, whatever you are facing, you can be fruitful. There's fruit in your season. There's fruit in your season. How many of you have an iPhone? Take out your iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, we're going to pray for you. Because you got that Android. And you need to be delivered. I'm just playing with you. If you look at the iPhone and you open up this little app called Photos, I'm going to do it for you here. There's a picture of my girls that was just taken today. Naya and Leah. I thought it was a pretty good picture. If you click on the left side where it says camera roll, it takes you to all your pictures. Look, there's the governor. You can't see him, but there's the governor in there. I got pictures of the governor in my iPhone. Other pictures, there's my son. I mean, you can't really make it out. I couldn't fit it on there so you can see everything. And then I could take it out even further and I could look at albums. And then it gives me these moments. It doesn't show me all the pictures. All it shows me are, are moments. Have you seen where I'm going with this? Moments that it wants to highlight. Like a Kairos moment. A moment where God stepped in. And then I could take it even further and I could go to collections and I have a collection of moments. A collection of moments, moments that, that are not just minutes, but they're moments that were significant. And then I could even take it back even further and I could look at years. Well, I only have one year because I only have the 16 gig. And I can't, I can only fit 2014. You guys are laughing at me. That's like, I want the, anyway. Listen to this. What if you could look back at your life years from now and you look through the categories of your life, through the moments? And you realize they weren't just minutes. 
But they were Kairos moments, moments where God stepped in. Moments where my life was changed forever. Oh, that, that's the moment that God saved my marriage. That's the moment where God rescued me from drugs and from alcohol. That's the moment that, that God saved my son and my, and my daughter. That's the moment that, that he met me and I was on the verge of suicide and he, he met me right there. That's, that's the moment where I didn't have any more hope and he gave me hope. That's, that's the moment where I was in pain and all of a sudden he turned it around. That's the moment. What if, what if your years could be filled with God moments? What if your years could be filled with moments where God showed up and turned everything around? What if you began to live life for the moments, not just live within the minutes? What if you truly lived and not just existed? What does your marriage look like? What does your home look like? What does the inheritance that your children have look like if you begin to focus on the seasons of your life and begin to respond to them by not cursing them, begin to respond to it by not running from them, begin to respond Respond to it by trusting God where he's at and trusting where he's taking you. Because I guarantee you this, all of the long that you've been waiting for God to show up, God has been waiting for you. You're waiting for God to do something in your life. You're waiting for a blessing. You're waiting for this. You're waiting for that. When this looks good, God, then I'll finally go all in. God, when this looks good, God, then I'll do this. When God, what God, and God is like, don't you get it? Purpose is calling you. You're feeling frustrated, but it's really just me trying to get you back on target because I've got something beautiful. Isn't that what it says? He makes all things beautiful in its time. Can I, can I just speak in your spirit right now? Hold on for the beauty. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever questions that you're waiting, whatever, whatever things that you cannot answer, hold on for the beauty. There's fruit. There's fruit in every season. Hold on for the beauty. Look at the Apostle Paul. He puts it extremely, extremely candid in the book of Galatians chapter 6. And I'm just going to read this to you. It says this. Make careful, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Have you ever gotten home and if you have like a lazy boy or you have like a nice bed and you just fall back, you sink yourself. God said, you know, I want you to sink yourself into purpose. And then he says this. Don't be impressed with yourself because it's not about you. It's about me. Because whenever I get the glory, it becomes beautiful. Because whatever is the most beautiful thing on earth has to be the most beautiful thing in heaven. And the only thing that's beautiful on earth in heaven is his glory. Amen. A man in the likeness of Christ is the crown of God. Then he says this, each of you must Don't compare yourself with others. How many times do we do that? We want to live in somebody else's season. You have no idea what they had to face to get there. That's a sermon by itself anyway. Each of you must take responsibility. Each of you. This is the challenge. Each of you 
must take responsibility for doing the creative best that you can do with your own life. It's verse 7 and 8, and this is where I end. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. I hate weeds. And he'll have to show for his life. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response, listen, in response to God. Letting God's spirit, here comes the power and the anointing, do the growth Work in him. Harvest a crop of real life. Remember, the difference between existing and living is purpose. And not just real life, but eternal life. Stand with me this afternoon. We're going to pray. I feel like God is going to do something amazing. And God is going to step in. You're about to experience a God moment. God has set this time up for you right now. You're staring at purpose, not me. You're staring at your purpose right now. What are you going to do? If you respond to God, just like in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says your life could be fruitful in every season. If you don't respond to God, this is not a warning. This is the word. If you don't respond to God, the Bible says that you get what? Weeds. I believe that the Holy Spirit, even if you have weeds this morning, I believe God can get some weed killer called the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes if you get ghetto, you just want to get weeds out real fast. You set that thing on fire like my (laughs) father-in-law. And God's fire can come in and he can take all those things that are snuffing the life out of you. So that you can grow. Listen to this really quickly here. I had somebody tell me this one time, a prophetic word. He said, listen, I see you like a bamboo plant. And I'm like, okay, am I like Mr. Miyagi or what? And he's like, no, I see you like a bamboo plant. Do you understand how the bamboo plant grows? I said, no, I don't. Tell me. He goes, the bamboo plant, it stays in the ground for a very long time. Matter of fact, it could stay years in the ground before you see anything happen. And I'm saying this because this is for somebody here in the room right now. And, And nothing happens for years. And then all of a sudden, what happens is the bamboo plant begins to shoot up literally overnight and begins to just take off from that point on and the bamboo plant can go hundreds of feet hundreds of feet in a matter in in like like I think he said something like two years or something like that I mean this thing just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing it's like nothing was happening for the longest time and then all of a sudden because the bamboo plant because the seed wasn't cursed because the seed was held on to because the purpose was always there all of a sudden it shoots up from the ground and you look back and you're like where did that come from you see that word is for somebody in here right now you've been praying for something 
something. You've been wondering what's going to happen. And I'm telling you something. Don't curse the ground. Bless the ground. And you watch and see what God does through your life. Amen. How many want your purpose? How many want your purpose? If you want your purpose here today, I'm just going to ask you just to come down because we're going to pray for you. I need the prayer team up here and we're going to pray. We're going to give prophetic words over your life and God is going to do something amazing over your heart today. Come on, just come on up. We're going to pray for you. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.